Let's just bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, again, it's so great to be here today, Father, to be in your presence, in your, in your courts, in your sanctuary, with fellow believers, with, with friends, with church family. We're so grateful for this opportunity, Lord, and we just ask that as we dive into your word today, that you would internalize the things that we are learning, that you will help us to listen to your voice when you're telling us the way that you want us to eat in order to glorify your name. We pray these things, Lord, in Jesus' worthy name. Amen. Okay, so first and foremost, what you need to know, I am not here as the food police. That is not my role. My only role this weekend is to lift up Jesus Christ through healthy eating, healthy living. That's all I'm here to do. Just going to impart information to you. What you do with that information is up to you. But the things that I'm going to be presenting, I believe they are from God. I've gotten them from godly sources. So I believe they are from God. I believe God wants us to glorify him in a particular way. And so these are the things I'm going to be sharing this weekend. I'm not going to be looking at what's on your dinner plate, what's in your cupboards. I'm not going to do any of that. I am not the food police. I'm just here as an ambassador to share God's word. Is that okay? That's good. All right. And we know that God has a particular plan for us when it comes to eating because he tells us plainly throughout the Bible. He's got verses sprinkled throughout that are directly related to our health. And I want you to read this one with me. This is one of my all-time favorites. Let's read it together loud and clear. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest and be in health. What a truly loving God we serve. But he doesn't just, you know, say, oh, I hope that you're going to be healthy or I wish you could be healthy. He says, I wish above all things. After a saving relationship with him, this is what he wants for us next. He wants us to be in good health so that we can glorify his name throughout Belleville so that we can minister for him properly, efficiently, effectively here in Belleville, throughout any communities you're living in, Brighton, wherever it is. God wants you, he needs you to be in good health so that you can glorify him fully. So, I don't want you to be like this lady who one day was driving down the street in Belleville, let's say, and she just happened to pass by her favorite bakery. And in the window of that bakery were her favorite donuts, the ones that have the chocolate covering and the creamy interior. And they were just calling out her name. Jean, Jean, just calling out her name. Come get me. And she drove by and she thought, oh my goodness. She said, Lord, if you want me to have one of those donuts, you will provide a parking space for me right in front of this bakery. And wouldn't you know it, after 10 times around the block, there was that parking spot. Don't be like this woman. Romans 12 verse 1. 
This is what I want you to remember all weekend long, all your life long. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you do what? Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is? Which is your act of worship? Living healthy as an act of worship, your reasonable service. Do you remember the story of Daniel? Yeah? No? Okay. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 1. And we all know this story. When he was about 17 or 18 years old, Nebuchadnezzar came, dragged them all off to Babylon. And, uh, you know, Daniel was of that upper class, royalty line. And I just really love this story because it says here in verse 4, let's see, verse 3, that the king instructed Asphanaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. This is the really good part. Young men in whom there was no blemish. No blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, and had the ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. So here, he is taking these young men who have no blemish. What does that mean? Remember how God, when he was instructing the Israelites with respect to the sacrifices that they were supposed to be giving, couldn't have any spot or blemish. Had to be perfect. These young men needed to be perfect in order to serve this king. I just find that so interesting. And so the king did a really neat thing. He thought, you know what? I'm going to give these guys the best possible chance. I'm going to let them eat the same food that I eat. Give them the same wine, the same drink. Give them all the opportunities to eat well. Because we know, we have the studies that tell us that if you eat well, especially if you eat a good breakfast, it's going to help you through that day, give you, you know, kids, make sure your kids have a good breakfast because they're going to learn better at school. So the king thought, I'm going to do these guys a good turn. I'm going to feed them the same stuff I eat. That's going to help them to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. And then we know that Daniel and his friends thought, hmm, this is not good. We're not going to be able to eat this stuff and, and glorify our God. So they asked that they would be only able to eat what? The Bible mentions pulse, vegetables, fruits, plant-based foods. That's what they asked. And of course, the, the master there was saying, are you sure this doesn't sound like a good idea? And 10 days later, we know what happened. They appeared fairer, fatter, wiser, stronger, everything er than the others. And so right there, we have God saying to us, listen, remember back in Genesis 1.29 what I told you? This is that first health evangelism thing happening in the book of Daniel. 
where Daniel and his friends used this particular word. They did not want to defile their bodies. And I looked up defile and found all these lovely meanings for it. To make foul, dirty, or unclean, pollute, taint, debase, to violate the chastity of. And then the third one was really interesting to me. To make impure for ceremonial use. To desecrate. God says that our bodies are what? A temple. So Daniel and his friends did not want to make their temples impure for ceremonial use, for God's use. Isn't that interesting? The temple of God to sully as a person's reputation. And then I thought something else. In Daniel 1 verse 17, where it says here, as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. The two words that leap out at me here are knowledge, the three words, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And then turn with me, if you will, in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. And it says here, well, I'll go back up to verse 1, where it says, Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. And then in verse 7, it says, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. And so we have those same words that we have in Daniel 1 verse 17 getting wisdom getting understanding is there a correlation between food and getting wisdom knowledge understanding I would say that there is because you know how your frontal lobe is where God can speak to us but if our arteries are all hardened by atherosclerosis, by the foods that we're eating, then God has a much harder time trying to converse with us. And so absolutely how we eat, how we drink, how we live determines to a great extent how clearly God can speak with us how we can get understanding and wisdom and all of that. So these two texts just kind of go hand in hand there. Ivan Turgenev has this to say, the life of each of us hangs by a thread, an abyss may gape beneath us any minute, and yet we go out of our way to cook up all sorts of trouble for ourselves and to mess up our lives. And dare I say we do that every day when we lift our fork to our mouths. Depending on what we're eating, we are just cooking up trouble for ourselves sometimes. Would you agree? I see the heads nodding, absolutely. Our dear president of the General Conference says, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. And often as Adventists, we are not relying on what God's word has to say about what we're eating. We're taking it from the media. We're listening to what they're saying as opposed to what God is saying. And again, we're cooking up all kinds of things that are messing up our lives, messing up our health, 
messing up the way God can converse with us. We've all heard this text before, Hosea 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Incredible. Here's how we're destroying ourselves. Here's some st uh, sad statistics. An estimated 2.4 million Canadians currently have diabetes. Do you know that diabetes is one of the easiest things to get rid of? Mm-hmm. In just a few days, you can turn that bad boy around. Absolutely. I've seen it happen. Healthcare costs for diabetes alone is around $11.7 billion every year. This is just in Canada. Someone dies from heart disease or a stroke every seven minutes. On average, 3,340 of us will be diagnosed with cancer every week this year. On average, 1,470 of us will die of cancer every week. And I put including Jack Layton. Remember Jack Layton, NDP? I was so impressed by this man. He used to be in Toronto, one of the writings that was close to where I was. I remember meeting him one day and just being struck by what a down-to-earth kind of guy he was. Friendly, would do anything for anybody. And then the way that his, he led his party to sweep the nation two elections ago, or was it two elections ago? And then how he ultimately died shortly thereafter. So sad. But I remember how people who weren't even NDP supporters grieved at this man's death. He just impressed everyone so much, just by his character, just by the way he conducted himself, his party, just really a, a good person. And uh, just so unfortunate that he did die of cancer. These are just some of the statistics. I can never say that word. I don't know. In all my years, I can never wrap my, mound, my mind around saying statistics. I have to say it slowly. These are some of the sad statistics that we have here in Canada. And yet God counteracts all of that with one statement. And read this with me. He says, I am come that they might have what? And have it how? more abundantly, not just life, not just mediocre life, not just ho-hum status quo kind of life. He wants every one of us here to have life and have it more abundantly. What an absolutely amazing God we serve. What is that number? Trillion, yes, absolutely. In your body, you've got about 100 trillion cells. Amazing. And those cells are so minute, so tiny, and look at all the good stuff that's going on in those itty, itty, bitty cells. We serve such an amazing, amazing God. Do you know that you get a brand new you every so, no, every, uh, so often? A brand new stomach lining every four days, new skin every 30 days, new liver in six weeks. Your skeleton is replaced every three months. Your body is so fearfully and wonderfully made. And so you see, when you start to eat differently than you might be eating now if you're not eating so great. If you started to eat 
differently today. In 30 days, whatever skin ailments you have could be corrected. In six weeks, your liver will be doing some really good stuff for you because you're treating it properly. It's going to be dumping all kinds of waste and toxins and all of that. We are so fearfully and wonderfully made. It's, it's astounding. The things that are going on in your body right now, you can't feel any of it. God is so good to us. He offers us the opportunity to spare ourselves many of the problems that we would otherwise bring upon ourselves. When we start to treat our bodies right, as you can see, after a few days, after a few weeks, you get a whole brand new you, a new opportunity. I want you to read this text with me. This is, I've got texts uh, strewn throughout this today. I love these texts. And where it says your name, I want you to just insert your own name as you read it, okay? Here we go. He said, Beverly, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Is that not amazing? Now, I was listening to, any of you familiar with Rico Hill? No, he's a, a health evangelist guy down in the States. And he was talking about, see here where it says, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. Does God bring disease on us? No. But this is what Rico Hill had to say. The same way God was talking about um, how he hardened Pharaoh's heart. Did God harden Pharaoh's heart? No. Pharaoh hardened his own heart. But God takes responsibility for these things. He tells, uh, Rico gives the example of King Saul, where he was in that final battle and he was wounded and he fell upon his own sword to do himself off before the other army could get to him. And a few chapters later, God talks about how he killed Saul. God did not kill Saul. Saul did it himself. But God takes responsibility for these things. And so here, where he's saying, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. He's not bringing disease on us, but he still takes responsibility for it. Isn't that interesting? That was just an interesting way of looking at it that Rico was, was expounding there. So I thought that was really um, a neat way to look at it. For I am the Lord who heals you. You see, the food you eat can be either what? The safest and most powerful form of medicine or the slowest form of poison. Are you poisoning yourself or are you feeding yourself of the bounty of what God has to offer? You are what you eat. If you're eating unhealthful things, you've got a really good chance of developing some things that are not so great. But you know what? There are no guarantees because, yes, we can eat very healthfully. And still, because it's a sin-filled world, sometimes we will still succumb to some of these diseases as well. There are no real guarantees. But the more we can do for ourselves when it comes to healthy eating, healthy living, the easier it will be 
for us, even if we do get some of these diseases. Sometimes, you know, we can't reverse some of the cancers. We can't reverse some of them. We can with good nutrition, with good healthy living, by the word of God, trusting in God. Some of them we can. Some of them we're just not really able to, depending on stage and severity, that type of thing. Um, and, you know, it's so interesting because in the last few years, I've seen where we've been losing quite a, a number of our health leaders to the things like cancer. And a lot of people look at that and say, well, if they're dying, I'm not even going to bother trying then. You know, I'm just going to eat however I want to eat. But it's, it's not as simple as, as eating always. I do, I do say that. It's not always about the eating. There are other things, stress, environmental things, pollution, all kinds of things that come into play with disease. But many, many times, we are able to prevent our diseases and we're able to reverse them. So be of good cheer. Be of good hope. God still, what was I going to say? He honors our efforts when it comes to healthy living. It's all about the choices we make. There's a really cute little story about a, a group of students at school one day, and they're in the cafeteria, you know, lining up for the lunch uh, buffet there. And at the beginning of the line, at the, there's a table, and there was a big group, a big plate of chocolate chip cookies. No, wrong way. Big plate of apples. That's what it was. And one of the teachers had written a note saying, take only one. God is watching. Well, further along the line at the end there, there was a plate of chocolate chip cookies. And one of the students had written a note saying, take all you want. God's watching the apples. But it's all about the choices we're making. Certainly the cookies are not bad for us if we're not having them every single day. Have a cookie here or there. But uh, more often, choose the good stuff. Choose those apples. Do you want to be whole? Let's talk about wholeness 101. If you want to be whole, are you going to go to the guy over there on the left-hand side? Good-looking doctor there. He looks like he'll do some good things. Or are we going to go to the things that God has outlined for us, that God has ordained for us, that he has created for us? First, we go to those things. Doctors are wonderful people. They can be of help in, in many instances. But when it comes to eating, when it comes to nutrition, I would solicit you to instead use the word of God as your guide. First and foremost, the word of God has all we need to know with respect to living healthfully. What we really need is a new start. And you guys are probably familiar with the new start principles, right? The acronym, what does the N stand for? Nutrition, absolutely. We're talking about good carbs, good plant-based proteins, and good healthy fats. Those are the kinds of things we're talking about when we talk about nutrition. But, you know, our food supply has been so, oh, so poisoned, so degraded over the last several um, decades. Poisons are being added to our soil and to the food while it's being grown. The things that you're getting are laden with pesticides and herbicides and chemical fertilizers, those types of things that are robbing nutrients from the soil and from our food. 
Nutrients are removed during processing. We want to make sure we're not purchasing too many processed foods. When you're shopping, you've heard me say this before, where should you be shopping in that store? The perimeter of the store. Never go into the innards of the store. That's where all the bad stuff is. Stay away from the nether region there. Shop the perimeter. Poisons are added during processing. Artificial nutrients are added during processing. All kinds of weird things they're doing to our food. You take a good, healthy product straight from the tree or the bush or the ground, and it ends up over here as something totally different, something resembling food. Eat food, not things that resemble food. That's the whole deal here. Poisons are added to our drinking water. Animals are full of drugs, full of antibiotics, full of all kinds of things. We just got the word from the, the WHO this past week or so. What were they saying? Carcinogenic. They are coming on board now. These things that we have known from over a hundred years ago, isn't it fantastic how science is now catching up to all that God told Ellen White so long ago? It's fabulous. So, you know, a lot of Adventists, though, are a little bit slow when it comes to really accepting all of these things. You know, I've heard so many people say, I don't want to hear Ellen G. White's name ever again. She's not telling me how to eat. You know, she did not make this stuff up herself. She got it directly from God. And so when we say things like that, we're really just saying, Lord, I don't want to hear it. If you don't want to take it from God, take it at least from the WHO. But they are coming on board fully with everything God gave to Ellen White so long ago. Flour, oils, fats, fast foods, we are drugged up. We are just getting so many chemicals, so many bad things from the things we're eating. And then we turn around and think, okay, well, I'll just supplement with some vitamins. That's not going to work well for the most part either because there's the studies that show that too many of those aren't good for us either. So going back to the way that God wanted us to eat in the beginning. Okay, so nutrition. E is for exercise. How many of you have a pair of these guys? Yeah, how many of you use these pairs? That's the question. Very good. Okay. W for water. Show of hands. Who's drinking 8 to 10 cups every day? 8 to 10. Woo, nice. Okay, 6 to 8. Good, very good. Four to six? Uh-huh. Two to four? Okay. Less than two? I know you're out there. Yeah, uh-huh. There's always somebody. Honey, you and I need to talk later, okay? Yeah. All right. Very good. So when it comes to water, I used to hate drinking water. I used to be, you know, one of those ones who wasn't drinking too much. But when you realize that every single function of your body depends on water, everything you do, breathing right now, you need water to do that properly. Um, you know, digestion, excretion, everything uses water. So we've got to be drinking that water. What I found really helpful, as soon as I wake up, drink two cups of it. Just do it. Drink the two cups, get those two cups out of the way, and thereafter throughout the day, 
then you, you just have six more, then you just have four. So, you know, little trip, uh, tricks and pointers, all kinds of things you can do. Um, but make sure you're getting your water. Drinking water between your meals, not with your meals. You all know about why you need to do that type of a thing. And plain water is best. I'm not talking about drinking juice or milk or soda. Your body runs on the water. If you're drinking the juice, the soda, all that, your body still needs more water to counteract all of that. So you're really not doing yourself any favors. Drink water, plain and simple. That's all your body needs. You know, the things of God are so simple. Eat vegetables, eat fruits, drink water. And we feel we've got to complicate things so much. Okay, not going to drink the water. I'm going to have juice and Gatorade and this and that and water. Just drink the water. That's it. Okay, as for sunlight, we know we're supposed to be getting our sunlight for which vitamin? Vitamin D, absolutely. Benefits of sunshine. It improves your sleep. If you're not sleeping well, get yourself out every day walking in some sunshine. Getting sunshine during the day does something to, the, to your eyes and changes something in your body and helps you to sleep well at night. It improves your mood. I tell you, when I see the sun come up, if it's been a gloomy day, as soon as I see the sun, it's, it just perks me up. It's like, oh, sun's up. I'm okay. Automatic magic. It's wonderful. Boosts your immune system. You get a lot of colds and stuff. Get out there into the sunshine. Walk. Get your exercise at the same time, and you're going to be doing good things for your body. Alleviates pain. Did you know that? If you're constantly in pain, again, get some good sunshine. All kinds of things that the sun does for us. And, of course, the natural vitamin D. T is for temperance, which is another word for balance. You've heard that saying, everything, you can do everything, you can eat everything, everything in moderation. Is that a good thing? Everything in moderation? That is a bad thing. No, only good things in moderation. Paul says, not everything is good for me. And they aren't. All good things in moderation. But we have to be sure about that moderation because, you know, um, Good things like water, for example. Too much water can kill you if you have too much at one time. You know, just it just dilutes your electrolytes. Too much, you can fall dead. Too much, you know, as humans, we tend to think, if something is good for me, I'm going to have more and more and more of it. And we've done that with soy. We've done that with a lot of things. And too much of anything is not good for you. It'll start to have the opposite effect. So just have to be really careful there in our living. A for air, the air that we're breathing, but not only the air that we're breathing, but how it gets into our bodies. So for example, right now, how are you sitting? Are you sitting up straight? Is, are your shoulders back? Are your feet flat on the ground? Got to make a way for the air to get into your body efficiently and effectively. Are you slouching? Make sure you're sitting Nice, there you go. I see everybody's sitting up nicely now. Very good, awesome, okay. R for rest. How many of you are getting eight hours of sleep on a regular basis? A few of you, I know, not all of us. Let's skip this one. I don't do this one really well. 
But no, let's not skip this one because I don't do it well. I tell you, this farming thing, we're up bright and early, 5 o'clock in the morning on the weekdays, out to the fields, then off to our real jobs. After work, honey picks me up. We're back out to the fields. Sometimes we're out there after dark with the headlamps on. I'm telling you, this thing is killing me. But it's great. <laughs> But it's fabulous. It's fabulous. We, it was just our first year, so we had a lot to do, so it, it kind of killed us. But next year, we're much better prepared. We'll be much better. But rest. We need our rest. That's when your body heals itself from all the farming. Yes. And <laughs> make sure you're getting a good seven to eight hours every night. That will be the best thing for us. But even there, temperance, because too much sleep is not good for us either, is it? Got to be temperate in all things. Trust, trusting God. Got to have that vital relationship with God. Nobody else can have it for you. We all, we've all heard that, but are we living that? Are we doing it for ourselves? Good friendships, prayer, a stable family life. All of these things come into play. That's the new start those eight doctors, the New Start principles. And there's that verse again. Just want to throw that at you again because God really wants us to have good health. He wants us to have that abundant life. In Jeremiah, he says, I know the plans I have for you. And they are plans like this to give us life more abundantly. Such a wonderful, wonderful God. So why are you here? Why am I here? What is our purpose on earth. Listen to this. Man was created to reflect God's glory. We are here so that the nations can look on us and glorify our Father who is in heaven. He was created, man was created, to house the mind of God, a physical expression or representation of God's divine thoughts. When man sinned, this connection was severed and the thoughts became impure, the mind unbalanced, the glory departed. Hence, it is our high ideal and divine purpose to be reinstated to this exalted position of living in perfect alignment with the will of God. This is not New Age stuff where we're talking about we are God. We're talking about having God live within us, having Jesus live out his life within us. You know that, that song, Live Out Thy Life Within Me? That's what we're talking about here. Failure to fulfill this purpose leads to emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual dysfunction and stress, the number one most diagnosed source of all lifestyle diseases worldwide. When we're not living in alignment with God's perfect will for us, then we get all these other things added on our plate, the stress the disease, all of these things start to take their toll on us. So being whole, living in perfect alignment with the will of God. One of those things that's going to help us to live in perfect alignment is how we're eating. So ethnic diet. When we look around the world, we see that most cultures are following a more plant-based way of eating. They eat more plants than they eat animal products. And then, so you see here all these lovely greens and everything. They look like poor farmers, but look at the smiles on their faces. They're happy. They're healthy people. 
But then, are you ready for the next picture? It's bad. All right. When you come to North America and you look at the things that we are eating, the processed foods, the convenience foods, all those crinkly bags and, and boxes with bright designs, look at the things that we are eating. And look at those bright smiles, not realizing what they're doing to themselves. Can we see any fruits and veggies there? Oh, I see some grapes there in the middle. Uh, yeah, not too much happening there with respect to the fruits and vegetables and, and beans and, and nuts and seeds, the things that God ordained for us to eat. You see, it's the life in our food that fuels the life in our bodies. And so the colors that are down at the bottom there, those are the kinds of colors that we want in our homes. We don't want those colors at the top there. And yeah, this is thank this is a Halloween weekend, isn't it? When people go all out and buy all that junky stuff to give as treats to our children. That is so wrong on so many levels. So many levels. The life in our food is that which fuels the life in our bodies. Our food supply is so altered. Chemicals, preservatives, our water is so polluted. Milk that we think is a good thing for us. They, they, you see all those ads for milk, drink milk for all it's worth. Milk does a body good. The only good that milk does is for a baby calf. That's what it's intended for. That's the good that it does. It doesn't do any good in our bodies because our bodies were not created for that type of protein, for that type of a, of a, of a liquid. Flour, our oils, our meats, all of these things are so polluted today. The flour is so processed. The white flowers that we're getting has no nutritive value. All of these things are just doing us in. And then at the end of it there, we think we're going to take some vitamins and fix all of it. But it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. Drug-oriented. So many of us are on prescription medications, not realizing that those medications are also killing us slowly. Because no medication comes without side effects. And soon you're taking other medications to offset those drugs and so on and so on. And you end up with a whole bag full of drugs. Jesus says, I am come that you can have life and have it without all those prescription drugs, without all the antibiotics, without all the chemicals and preservatives. He is here. He gives us his word so that we can live according to his word and have life. We can't be drugged into health. Caffeine, sugar, you know those are drugs, right? Those are drugs. Grabbing that morning coffee, that is a drug. Plain and simple. Sugar, we love sugar. I love sugar. I've got to admit that. It's a drug. We've got to get ourselves off of these things that are killing us. Back in 2008, across Canada, we spent about $172 billion for health care. $172 billion. And look what happened in 2014. Our health care costs are just spiraling out of control. They're about 40 to 45% of our uh, provincial budgets right now. 
And the U.S. is saying that in a few years it's going to be totally bankrupt from just all the healthcare stuff. And it just doesn't have to be that way. We just need to tweak our diets a little bit, get some exercise, and we could slash those numbers in half. We could slash them even further if we would just obey the voice of the Lord and do what he's asking of us. We could do away, we could spend all this money on other things, building up our, our infrastructure for cities, but just think about the money that you maybe spend on health care. What could you be doing with that money? Helping to further God's cause, doing all kinds of wonderful things with it for other people. Hippocrates, let food be thy medicine, and medicine be thy food. Thomas Edison, the doctor of the future will give no medicine, but will interest his patients in the care of the human frame, in proper diet, and in the cause and prevention of disease. We see that quite a few of our doctors are doing that today. Are some of you familiar with Dr. John McDougall? Yeah, uh, who else? Let's see, Dr. Nedley, Dr. Deal, but not enough of our doctors are doing this type of thing. Luckily now at Loma Linda, they have um, classes in preventative medicine for their up-and-coming doctors. So our Adventist doctors will be getting more of that type of thing, but there just isn't enough. But we have all this information. We know how to take care of ourselves. It just can be a little bit difficult when, you, when we're trying to get these things started and to stay on track, when we're so busy, we don't have time to keep ourselves healthy. What's going on with us? We've got to make the time, plan out our meals, go for that walk, buy the good stuff, plant our gardens. That's what we need to be doing. Dr. Osler says 90% of all conditions outside of acute infections are directly traceable to what? Our diet. We all know it. Want more life? Loma Linda, all these different places, Okinawa, Sardinia, people there live longer, healthier lives. What do they know that the rest of us don't? You guys are familiar with the Adventist mortality studies, right? All these Adventists over the age of uh, 25, between 1960 and 65, found that Adventist men lived longer than the norm, Adventist women lived longer than the norm, lung cancer lower, all kinds of cancers lower, heart disease lower, everything lower for Adventists. Wonderful stuff there. The Adventist health study between 74 and 88, again, we live longer than the norm. Five simple behaviors, not smoking, Eating a plant-based diet, eating nuts several times a week, regular exercise, and maintaining a normal body weight. Eating a plant-based diet all goes back again to Genesis 1, verse 29, where God says, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. Read that last sentence with me. They will be yours for food. God knows he created these fabulous bodies. He knows what makes your body run efficiently, optimally. And then we go and mess it up by doing all kinds of other things. God says in grains, fruits, nuts, and vegetables are to be found all the elements 
that we need. This is in Councils on Diet and Foods by Ellen White. By God, she did not make this stuff up. And then fast forward many years, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. They are not an Adventist organization, but they are saying the exact same thing. This is their new four food groups, fruit, legumes, uh, whole grains, and vegetables. They're saying the exact same thing as well. Dietitians of Canada and the American Dietetic Association have this to say. Appropriately planned vegetarian diets are healthful, nutritionally adequate, and provide health benefits in the prevention and treatment of certain diseases. Now, this is huge. For them, these two dietitian organizations, for them to say that is huge. Because I'm telling you, when I was uh, studying to become a dietitian, it's a four-year undergraduate program, I so many times felt that these, the program itself, the program of study, was bought. Bought by the dairy industry, the meat industry, the egg, the farmers, uh, those. Totally bought, because everything I was studying had to do with meat and eggs and dairy. They provided funding for the classes. They provided funding for all kinds of things. The program is so bought. Luckily, I knew otherwise. I only went and became a dietitian so I could get the credentials to speak. That's the only reason I did it, because I knew that God's word provided all that I needed to be able to speak to people about. But I just wanted to have the credentials behind my, my name to be able to speak with authority. So for them to say this really is very huge, and I, I have to give them props for doing that. Kudos to them for being able to say that. It's not what they really teach, but at least they said it. So that's a good thing. <laughs> So when we're eating for life, we're talking about the carbohydrates, the fats, the proteins, calorie distribution. You keep hearing that you shouldn't be eating too many carbs. I beg to differ. Your diet should be mostly carbohydrate. That's, that's what your body runs on. You eat the carbs, they break down into glucose. That is what your body runs on, glucose. Your brain and your heart are vegan through and through. They must have carbohydrate in order to function optimally. They will only use the other stuff if they absolutely positively have to. If you're not giving them what they need, then they can convert the others into what they need. But glucose is what your body runs on. You've got to be getting your carbs. Absolutely. So these high-protein, low-carbohydrate diets, if any of you are on them, come see me after so I can talk with you about that seriously. Do not put yourself through that type of torture on your body because over time it can wreak havoc with your kidneys and with your health. Carbs, 60 to 70%. Protein, very little protein that we need, 15 to 20%. Fats, 15 to 20%, that's the ideal way for us to be eating. Are carbs good for you? Absolutely, without a doubt they are. They are a necessity. But we're talking about the good stuff, the good carbs. 
things like this, that the whole grains. How many of you are eating whole grain rice, the, the whole rice, the brown rice? Excellent. Whole grain pastas? Good. You need to get rid of that white pasta stuff. Eat the whole grain ones if you're going to be eating pasta. Beans and legumes. Who's eating beans? Good. Wonderful. They're so good for you. The chickpeas, the lentils, the red kidney, the black beans. There's so many different kinds. And you know what they say about your heart. Beans, beans are good for your heart. And then there's the rest of that rhyme. But they are so fabulous for your overall good health. Isn't that gorgeous? The colors that God has provided for us, the reds, the yellows, the oranges, the, the deep blues. When you're shopping, this is what you need to know. If it's brightly or deeply colored, buy it. That means, not a box though, natural stuff, buy it. If it's a brightly colored box, leave it on the shelf. It's a fake, it's just not good for you. But if it's produce, and it's brightly, deeply colored, buy it, eat it, and enjoy good health from it. Again, you remember you're going to skip this stuff, right? Good. These are not treats. These are treats. This is what we need to remind ourselves of, you know? These are the things that are treats for our body. So that was carbs. Let's talk a little bit about protein as we're coming to the close here. Plant-based is the way to go. And again, the WHO is now telling us, you know what? These kind of meats are carcinogenic. What does that mean? Cancer-causing. Absolutely. For them to say that, that is astoundingly huge. So all of these organizations are coming on board today saying the exact same thing. Eat more plant foods. That's what they're saying. Eat more plant foods. Start to decrease the amount of animal products in your diet. And I say, go a step further and get rid of them totally. Your body does not need anything animal-based, nothing whatsoever. Do your bodies a favor. Your body will love you. Your body will thank you. Your body will flourish. We do need protein, absolutely, for growth, building, maintaining our muscles and all of that, for hair, tissue repair. Of course we need protein, but we don't need as much as we've been programmed to think we need. You know, people will say to me, Bev, well, you know, if I'm not eating any animal products, where am I going to get protein? Plants don't have protein. Of course they have protein. When you think of a big cow out in the pasture, how big it gets just from eating grass, that's where all the protein is at. So why would you get your protein secondhand by eating the cow instead of eating the greens? Don't get your protein secondhand. Look at our largest land animals are all vegetarian. All they eat are the, the green, the leaves, the grasses, you know. They're vegetarian. Dr. Joel Furman has this to say, even physicians and dietitians are surprised to learn that when you eat large quantities of green vegetables, you receive a considerable amount of protein. Let me just tell you, there is protein in practically every single food. Everything has some amount of protein in it, whether it's a small amount, you know, in, in veggies and fruits, or it's a large amount in the, in the dark leafy greens and the beans and all of that. You only need plants for good health. 
And then Colin Campbell. Are any of you familiar with the book, The China Study? Excellent, excellent book. Get it for Christmas if you don't have it. It's a wonderful read. He says there's a mountain of compelling evidence showing that so-called low-quality plant protein, which allows for slow but steady synthesis of new proteins, is the healthiest type of protein. These guys aren't Adventists, but they know what is true. They are researchers. They're doctors. They know what is right. One of the ways, uh, when I was here last, we did the green smoothie. We did green smoothies, right, Mary? Yes. And just want to remind you of the benefits of green smoothies because not enough of us are getting enough of the greens on a daily basis. We say, oh, yeah, I had a salad, but you know what? In your salad, you probably didn't have near enough greens. So a really good way to get your greens is to do the green smoothie thing where you're cramming in a whole bunch of greens in your blender, two to four cups of greens with some fruit and some water. Just blend that up and drink it fabulous medicine for you. It's going to make your blood more alkaline. It's going to help you absorb nutrients better from your food, healing of allergies, all kinds of fabulous things that are going to happen, decreased incidence of infection and parasites when we're getting enough greens. Green is a magical color, I tell you. Okay, so going back to the protein thing, Dr. John McDougall, he says, if protein-based foods like meat were important for us, we would have sensors for the amino acids on the tip of our tongues. We don't have sensors like cats do, like animals do. They have sensors for protein. We have sensors for what on our tongues? Carbohydrates. Exactly. So his premise is, if it was so important for us, we would have those sensors on our tongues, and we just don't. There you go. Carbohydrates are what your body needs primarily. Proverbs 23, verse 3, Do not crave the rich man's delicacies, for that food is deceptive. That food is laden with cholesterol and saturated fat that is going to harden your arteries, give you atherosclerosis, make you impotent gentlemen because it's hardening all the arteries, make you hard of hearing, give you poor vision, all kinds of things, including heart disease. These are the things we are deceived when we think that eating rich, yummy, yummy food is, is so good for us. Simple. Keep it simple and delicious. Have meat alternatives such as beans, lentils, and tofu often. This is Health Canada. All of the major health organizations are getting on this bandwagon that's corroborating everything God said about healthy eating. I'm just so delighted at that. As we're finishing up, let's talk about a little bit about the fats. We'll talk more about these things as the weekend progresses. But uh, you all know about the unsaturated, the saturated. I don't want to go into this one too much. We'll talk about that one more. But the good fats are things like the nuts, avocados, olives in their whole state, as opposed to pouring the oil on our food. You can use some oil for sure, but the way that we use oil, pouring it all over the place, not so good for us. But then the question is avocados. Avocados have a lot of cholesterol, don't they? Anybody think avocados have cholesterol? 
That's good. They don't have the cholesterol. None of our plant foods do. What it does have is the saturated fat. So some people do have to be a little bit more careful with it. Um, if you've got heart disease, you want to, you know, not have so much. But still, this is a saturated fat that comes packaged brilliantly within that plant food. So I've had people say, okay, I can't have avocado, but, you know, I'll use the, the um, corn oil and all that. I'm saying get rid of that oil, use the good stuff, use the avocado instead. That's the way to do it. Get rid of the processed, eat the whole. So as we close, your calling, Romans 12 verses 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, what? A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable for God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world and its ways of eating, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is our calling in Prophets and Kings, chapter 39, it says, As God called Daniel to witness for him in Babylon, so he calls us to be his witnesses in Belleville, in Brighton today, in Trenton, in the smallest as well as the largest affairs of life. He desires us to reveal to men the principles of his kingdom. And I just have to applaud your church here for all the things you're doing in the community. I know you put on your cooking classes. I know you've done uh, chip programs before, I believe. You've got your community gardens out here doing wonderful things health-wise in the community. So I give you big applause for that as you're working with God to do those things. Those were your calling. Here are your promises. Read that first one with me. I can do how much? All things through Christ who strengthens me. And we read this one before. If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right, he will keep you. He will keep you. If you are living according to his plan, he will bless your efforts for good health. He is the Lord who heals you. Your rewards Longer life expectancy, but not just longer life, life that is relatively free of aches and pains. We will always have our aches and pains, but we'll have better health if we're living this way. Reduced risk for all diseases, reduced risk for cognitive decline. Who can use more energy? We all can use a little bit more. Stronger immune system, stronger bones and body. Ladies, nicer skin, hair and nails. Men, if you want that too, that's fine, but you know, lower medical costs, all of these things, when we start to treat our bodies right, when we start to do the good things that God wants us to do for our bodies. Further proof, as the Lord cooperated with Daniel and his fellows, so he will cooperate with all who strive to do his will. And by the impartation of his spirit, he will strengthen every true purpose every noble resolution. When you say to God, Lord, I want to start eating healthy, he will do this for you. That's what it says. He will strengthen every true purpose, every noble resolution. Those who walk in the path of obedience will encounter many hindrances. 
strong, subtle influences may bind them to the world, but the Lord is able to render futile every agency that works for the defeat of his chosen ones. In his strength, they may overcome every food temptation, conquer every difficulty. Isn't that marvelous? We serve such an amazing, amazing God. Today, my friends, let us present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which will be your act of worship. May God bless you today.